Welcome to the Hunt the West podcast, where it's all about getting outside, experiencing the outdoors, and having epic adventures. At Hunt the West, my number one goal for you is to get out and hunt. My name is Skylar Harrison. Thanks for tuning in today. It's January. It is one of the times of year where there's not much to do hunting-wise. There's a few tags that you can get. You know, there's Arizona coos deer, and there's some late elk hunts like cow elk hunts and stuff like that and if you're not lucky enough to have one of those tags then you are probably like me and stewing around looking for things to do but there are some cool things that you can do this time of year and that's what i want to talk about the my favorite thing to, to do this time of year is actually go rabbit hunting so we're going to be talking about a little bit about that some tips and tactics and things that i've learned wandering around in the deserts in the winter <laughs> looking for rabbits and it can actually be a lot of fun so if you haven't done it i'd encourage you to do so and i'll talk about some practical tips for you to be able to do it if you've never done it before if things sound different in here it's because i spent the last couple weeks redoing my podcast studio in my house which is consists of a room in my unfinished basement that i have been slowly but surely working on finishing so i had done this before i put up like one wall and just put drywall over it, no mud, no tape or anything. And then we just kind of threw some extra scrap pieces of carpet on the ground and called it a podcast studio. And that's what we were doing. I have since walled off the other three walls in the room and put up drywall. And we're still working on getting everything tidied up and finished off completely. So if things sound different in here, it's because it's probably a little bit more echoey, but that is what I'm up to. So you have to forgive me. Now, rabbit hunting is super fun because it is a really low pressure hunt. You can do it basically any time of year. In Utah, anyway, you can hunt jackrabbits year round. And then there's a season for cottontails. And despite what people think, uh, jackrabbit, jackrabbits are totally okay to eat. They, I mean, as far as you, as diseases and stuff go, I think most of it is just myth and his like traditions. People haven't traditionally kept and cooked up jackrabbits, but they're totally safe to eat. The one thing you do need to look out for, for as far as rabbits go, is tularemia. And um, as long as you're not eating the guts and stuff and the meat looks fine, it doesn't have any like white spots on it or anything, you should be totally fine. And as long as you cook it thoroughly, I mean, any bacteria that is on there should be totally killed. So I have no problem. I mean, I'm a laboratory scientist, okay? I used to culture francisella tularensis which is the official name of of the bacteria that causes tularemia and it's actually a pretty nasty bacteria but i mean i'm not scared of eating a rabbit and you shouldn't be either as long as the meat looks fine doesn't have white spots on it or anything and you cook it thoroughly you should be fine just to clear up any myths around jackrabbits and any rabbits for that matter but jackrabbit hunting and any rabbit hunting is really fun and it's some of my favorite hunting to do in the winter because it's like I was saying before, it's really low pressure. You can go out basically anytime and you get to just be out. You don't have to be super quiet. You don't have to go super far or get up into the back country. You can usually find rabbits around any major road system, you know, like dirt road system. I'm not talking about like freeways and stuff, but anywhere you can get a car driving around somewhere out where it's legal to shoot you should be able to find some rabbits. And chances are you probably know of some areas that have a lot of rabbits. But if you don't know of any specific areas, let me give you a few practical tips to find some when you are looking on your maps, on Onyx maps or however you like to e-scout. So the biggest thing is to find brushy areas where rabbits can find food and shelter. Just like any other critter that's running around, they need food and they need a place to feel safe. So rabbits also don't really hang out in really steep terrain too. 
they like to be able to run around and see what is coming toward them. So I have had the best luck finding them in more open areas, very similar areas that you would find coyote hunting. So if you go listen to the coyote hunting episode, that was episode 16 way back in, that was over a year ago, actually. Oh, right out a year ago, January 14th, 2020. So the same areas that you find coyote areas, I talked about that in episode 16. Go listen to that. That is also an area you're going to find rabbits. So those foothills just below the mountains where it starts to flatten out near farm areas, but a little bit more topography than like a flat open field. You can still find them in flat, really flat places too, but they like to have a little bit of topography, little goalies and ditches where brush will grow a little bit bigger so they can hide. And there also has to be food and water. So if it's too barren, then you're not going to find it either. So yeah, yeah, as long as you're seeing brush and stuff on the map, chances are you're going to be able to find some rabbits too. But the best way to find rabbits is to get out and just walk around. Honestly, like if you can get out, especially if there's some snow, you can just a few inches of snow or something, you can walk around and you can see tracks. And the tracks of rabbits look kind of unique. You can kind of just Google rabbit tracks and you'll see it. They kind of remind me, uh, you can see their back legs on the outside and then you see their front legs on the inside. And so there's four tracks, but they have bigger prints, which are their rear legs, and they have little small prints in the front, and they are usually in between the two bigger prints. It, just look up some pictures. You'll be able to see what I'm talking about. And you just go around and look for stuff like that. And if there isn't any snow, you can still find their trails. It looks like a little game trail, but it's more more windy, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. It's like you can see where they run around the sagebrush or run around the the plants and stuff you can see where they are commonly running around and you'll also see scat you know just like you're tracking anything else you look for evidence sign that they have been there and are living there so that's really helpful if you see sign but the even even better than sign is actually seeing rabbits obviously and so what i do when i'm trying out a new area for rabbit hunting is i just go out into an area that looks nice and brushy look there's plenty of places to hide lots of food to eat and i just start walking and I walk and and crack branches and I step over stuff and I make plenty of noise and I wait for one to spook up. And I like to shoot them with a 22 because it's what I have. I don't have a shotgun, but a lot of people use shotguns too. But I, I like the challenge of a 22. I've tried with my bow before and um, honestly, it's just, it's just really, really tough, but it's not impossible. So you can do it with a bow, but that's a a level of hardship that I don't impose upon myself too often. But it's fun. I've done it before. I just haven't been very successful with it. So you just walk around out in the brush looking for rabbits to spook up. And then this is where the tactics kind of start. So you might think that shooting a running rabbit with a with a rifle is pretty easy, like a 22. If you do think that, um, I think you're kind of crazy. It's not easy. It's, uh, it's really satisfying when you shoot one on the run, um, but it's, it's tough. And good thing 22 ammo is cheap because... It, but anyway, it's a lot of fun to go chase them around and shoot at them. But what I found to seal the deal a little bit more often is to be patient. So I sp- say I spook one up, it runs off, and it goes over a little hill. I will just keep following it. And I'll go over to the same direction it was headed. And usually those rabbits will just go where they can't see you anymore. And then they'll stop and slow down. Or they'll slow down and they'll just kind of find a a little place to go and hide. So I just head in that general direction. And usually I'll spook it up again. And it'll run again. And I'll see where it goes and I'll follow it. And sometimes you'll get it to stop. 
where you can still see it and they'll stop behind a little brush. And this is where it's really advantageous to be in thicker brushy territory because they feel safe and they'll get into an area behind a bush and they think that you can't see them anymore and that they're safe. And if they just don't move, that they won't be seen. But you are nice and tall, not like a coyote or their normal predators. And you can see over the brush and, and over things that smaller animals that are after them can't see and so you're able to see a little bit better but they don't know that and so they kind of hide and they, they can still see you but they'll hide in little brushy areas where you can still see them and sometimes you can sneak up and in, into an area and get a shot off while they are stopped and that is the best way to shoot them in my opinion that's at least how i've had the most success is by following them and then stalking in on them when they think they're safe and out of sight, but they're really not. The other tactic that I've had success with hunting rabbits is actually tiring them out. So believe it or not, rabbits do get tired. And if you just keep chasing them, you I mean, you walk at like a pretty brisk pace in the same direction that they run, you'll see that they'll run. You know, they, the first time they get spooked up, they might go 100 yards or 200 yards. And then you just go to where they went and you'll spook it up again. And the next time it'll go 75 or 100 and this and then the, the third time you spook them up they'll only go 30 or 40 or just out of sight over the little hill and if you just keep going after them they'll tire out and you'll see that they stop running as fast too so this is where it's it's a lot of fun because you're literally just chasing it down so you're not like running running because you'd get pretty tired too but what i've done before is i just keep walking and i walk at a brisk pace like as fast as i can safely walk through the sagebrush and I, you know, you're wearing boots and so you can kind of crunch things and stuff. Uh, but when you're getting close to the area that you last saw them, you can kind of slow down. You can be a little more stealthy and wait until they spook up again and not, and that doesn't always works. You know, sometimes I think they go into holes or they take a turn where you don't even see, and then they run a different direction. And sometimes you don't find the same rabbit again. And that's, that happens too. But a lot of times you do find the same rabbit and you'll see, it's actually funny. Like you can see them panting, you know, their mouths are open and they're breathing real hard and they're not like us. They can't sweat and cool off and be efficient. They're covered in fur. They're usually trying to stay warm during the winter and they have their winter coats on. And so when they run around, they get hot and they've got to cool down through their mouth, you know, like a dog, they're panting. So if you keep chasing after them, sometimes they get worn out. And that has been another way that I've had more shot opportunities at rabbits is by tiring them out. And I think that's not something that people talk about really with rabbit hunting. They just, I mean, there's not, I don't think I've ever heard a podcast about rabbit hunting tactics. It's just kind of you walk around and then you blast them with your shotgun. And I mean, that's an effective method too. You have multiple people walking in a line, you know, 10 yards apart or something. And you keep your muscle discipline and you just kind of walk in that line and until until one spooks up and you shoot it with the shotgun that's probably the most effective way but i really like shooting them with a 22 trying to shoot them when they're stopped when i have a good opportunity and i try and shoot them in the head and that's when i have the, you know the least amount of meat loss and the quickest kill and it really tests your marksmanship too so if you get good with your 22 um, it's a lot of fun so i have a browning bl22 it's a lever action and so I feel like a cowboy when I'm doing it, which I like, you know, doing that lever action reload. And then I have a, a small scope on it. I think it was like a $50 scope or a $40 scope or something. It's like a, I think it's a three to nine power scope. Um, but when I have that thing dialed, it is a pin driver It is so accurate, at least out to, you know, like 25, 50 yards. And then you can kind of get used to 
the the bullet drop and figure out where it's dropping. Um, I'll try and put a link to that scope that I bought. Um, I'll find it. It'll, I think it's a Bar- Barkska or something like that. I can't remember the brand. I'll find it. I'll put a link in the show notes. You can check that scope out if you're looking for a scope for your 22. But man, that is some of the funnest hunting. I love doing that and getting out in the winter time. Sometimes I take my dog with me and she likes running around and chasing rabbits too. And it's also a good time to go um, pick up sheds. I found plenty of sheds while I was rabbit hunting. Um, this time of year, it's it's a little bit early for shed hunting, but I have seen videos of, of at least whitetails dropping their antlers and moose drop their antlers early too. So a lot of moose have already shed they drop early. They shed around the the end of December. So um, I kind of combine rabbit hunting and shed hunting trips sometimes. And actually, most of the sheds that I've found have been while I'm rabbit hunting. You know, usually later in the year, you know, February. But still, I come across last year's sheds and stuff too because a lot of that good rabbit hunting territory is also the winter range for deer and elk. It's also a really good opportunity to scout out for when you're going to go shed hunting. So if you can find the deer during that time of year and see where they are they're probably going to be hanging out there in a couple weeks too so when the when the time comes for them to drop their antlers you'll kind of know and have an idea of where they are and that also helps you get an idea for snow levels which is a big factor when you're looking for sheds is knowing what elevation the animals are at when they shed so i'm not i don't consider myself a shed hunting pro by any means but i do know a few little things and a little tips that i can give you because this is the time of year where we don't really focus on big game hunting or anything like that. We kind of focus on other outdoor activities like rabbit hunting and shed hunting. So for example, this year in Utah anyway, we have had hardly any snow. And I think that that is having an influence on where the animals are. I mean, I haven't been out much, but I know that the snow levels are very low this year. So maybe we'll get some more to push the animals and kind of concentrate them a little bit more. But if you pay attention, like during this time of year, you'll get a better idea of what is happening and where the animals are so that you can pick up their sheds. So that's a fun little thing to do this time of year as well. The other thing that I want to encourage you all to focus on right now is getting in shape. So I know it's the new year, people have their new year's resolutions and those often include weight loss and fitness goals. And I actually think that that's a good thing. Now you make, you might make fun of that a little bit and say that most people don't fall through with their resolutions, but, and that might be true, but just don't be that person, be the person that does fall through. And it's really easy during the winter to let those good, healthy habits of fitness slip, but getting out in the hills and doing some shed hunting, doing some rabbit hunting, those are some really good activities to keep you in shape during this downtime or doing basement construction projects. I mean, I'm sore in weird places from this construction project. So that's a good thing too. This is also a good time that you can start working out your mental fitness as well. This is something I talk about a lot. It's something that I really believe in. And I think that doing difficult things just for the sake of doing them is really good for your mental toughness. Things like taking a cold shower or not scratching an itch is a really small one, but it's actually pretty difficult to do. Or skipping a meal or fasting. This week, I actually did a 48-hour fast. I've never gone that long. I just wanted to see how my body responded, and it was actually a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. So fasting is not that hard. Try it. It's a mental game more than it is a physical thing, and it actually recalibrates all of your decisions because when you go without food, you realize that you get hungry 
when you're hungry all the time and when you're hungry after 47 hours, it's kind of the same hunger as it is after like four hours. If you haven't eaten in four hours, you get a little hungry, you want a little snack. It's a very similar feeling at 47 hours and you're hungry. So it kind of just recalibrates your decision-making and you realize that just because you're hungry, it doesn't require any action. So anyway, that is something I learned this week doing a 48 hour fast and you don't have to do it that much. You can start out just skipping breakfast or something, doing something that we call intermittent fasting. It's something that I've had a lot of success with. I'm not a fitness or nutrition expert by any means. These are just some things that have worked for me. And if anything, I think it's just a good exercise in mental discipline. Another thing that I do routinely is just doing things with my left hand since I'm right-handed. Doing things with my left hand to just feel the awkwardness and try and do it even though it is difficult. Little things like that really help your mental toughness and that helps you out in the field when things get hard. You will have already done some hard things however small they might be, and that helps you improve. So anyway, I don't want to ramble anymore. If you made it this far in the episode, I want to reward you with a special discount code. So only those of you who listen this far will get this discount code, and you will be welcomed into the Insider Group. So you can get 10% off anything at the store. We've got hats, t-shirts. There's a sweet mug that you can get, all with the brand new logo on it. So if you use code insider that will give you 10% off and I will that code will work through this week so this episode comes out on Tuesday January 19th and it will go until the end of Tuesday on the 26th so the 26th at midnight mountain standard time that code will expire but because you are an insider and you're listening all the way to the end of the episode you will get that discount code all right that's it for this episode i will leave a link to everything that we talked about in the episode you can go to huntthewest.us slash 47 wait no is this episode 48 this is 48 episode 48 huntthewest.us slash 48 and there will be links to everything we talked about this was kind of a shorter episode there might not be much in there but anyway Use that code INSIDER to get 10% off your entire purchase at huntthewest.us slash shop. You can go there, represent the pod. And I appreciate you listening to the podcast. This this is awesome. So get out there, hunt some rabbits, send me your pictures, tag me on Instagram, huntthewest.us. Parlor kind of disappeared. So (laughs) if that ever gets back up, you can get me on Parlor. But as of right now, it doesn't exist. So Instagram is where I am mostly. Tag me in your photos. Anyway, get out there, get your rabbit meat, get some sheds while you're out there, shake off the dust, do something difficult, and get out there and hunt the West. Is this still on? Is this still on? Can you hear me? Okay. For those of you who listen past the end music, you're going to get a special discount code for the same duration of the sale goes to January 26th at midnight mountain standard time. 
the code is DEDICATION15 and you'll get 15% off. That's 15% off your entire order at huntthewest.us slash shop, but only because you are special and you listened all the way to the end. That's DEDICATION15 at huntthewest.us slash shop, but keep it a secret.